Hey, everybody. You're listening to Econ Billionaires Podcast. I'm Ron Carter, your host. And, you know, usually on this podcast, I try to give a, a bunch of tips about marketing, um, basically growing your audience, connecting with other people, and, and, and really building reoccurring revenue for yourself before you start taking on a bunch of, uh, a bunch of bills, before you start hiring people and, and doing all that stuff for your business, like learning how to grow organically and make reoccurring revenue. Uh, without having to sell your own product. That's that's what I dive deep into uh, on this podcast. But today's episode, I wanted to cover um, some stuff that's been going on just in my personal life over the last couple of months. Um, I've touched on this in previous episodes, um, but not too much. I haven't given you guys an update to the situation lately in over like the last month or so. So without further ado, I'm going to cue the intro and then we're going to get straight into it. And Right before, actually, right before I cue the intro, I just wanted to let you guys know why I'm sharing this stuff. Because what I'm learning is that our, our personal life is so intercorrelated with our business. And there's some stuff that we don't want to have affecting our business. Like if we need money really bad, we don't want to just be putting out offers and sales because we need money. Like we want to be putting out offers and, 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 and making sales because we're giving value. And if that just so happens to help satiate our need for money as well, then so be it. But it can't be the main motivator because you're not going to get any sales if people can feel that you're trying to get sales. You know, uh, people don't like to give their money away to people just because people want it. You know, I don't like to give my like somebody's like I can tell that they really want my money. I'm <laughs> doesn't mean that I'm going to want to buy something from them. Um, I buy stuff from people because of what's in it for me. So. That being said, there's still some things that happen in our life that it makes it feel like it's really hard to have it not affect our business or, or makes it really hard to continue on with our business. And my problem was getting into a debt that I could not push off, that I had to pay, like had to. And, uh, and, and we're going to get into it in the episode. And, but because I had to pay that, I couldn't make rent. And uh, so... I was faced with the issue of, do I shut my business down and like try to put that extra few hundred bucks that I'm spending every month um, into these bills and and just work overtime every day or or do I continue? So let's get right into it. What's up, everyone? I'm Ron Carter, and I'm part of an underground movement of entrepreneurs who pride ourselves in giving value over making the sale. We put our message out to the world and let the people we can help come to us. We keep our nose to the grindstone because we know that every piece of content we publish is like a beacon of hope for the people we aim to serve. Unlike traditional marketers, we don't build complicated systems or funnels for the main objective of getting the sale or cheat by starting off with big piles of venture capital cash. Instead, we provide value, solve problems, build relationships, and most importantly, we empower others to do the same. We focus on contributing rather than converting. We're not in this game just to make money, but to make a difference. We build lifelong fans who we can serve over and over again. You're listening to Ecom Billionaires Podcast, and we are future billionaires. So before we just dive straight into um, kind of the stuff that I was 
touching over, briefly touching over in, in the intro, I want to start off just by giving you a little bit of context so you can understand the predicament that I was in and how it came about. So to, to be able to start, I, I kind of have to paint the context of, of what my daily life is like outside of business. That has nothing to do with me making content, um, building funnels, all, all that stuff. Basically, the life that I had before I started doing all that, that I'm, uh, that I'm striving to change. And so I wake up Monday through Friday and I go to my day job. And my day job, doesn't matter where it's at, I've said it before, but um, it doesn't matter where it is. Just know that I'm a janitor I'm at a hospital. And, uh, but during the day, I don't actually do cleanup stuff. I do, uh, I deliver fresh linen, but I do it to all the nursing stations. And we make a, a little bit above minimum wage out here in California. And it uh, doesn't matter what the hourly rate is, but what matters is my take home. What I, what I end up taking home after 40 hours of, uh, let's just say in one pay period. So 80, after I work 80 hours, every two weeks, I end up taking home about 750 bucks um, after they take deductions and taxes and, and all that kind of stuff out. So in total, I'm making about 1500 a month at this day job. And now that would be great if I lived in the Midwest or you know, even probably Arizona. It's not great for Los Angeles. Like for to be able to live off of 1500 in Los Angeles, you have to either move deep in the hood, like way, like way south, um, like way south of downtown, or you know, in in these lower income, um, like really bad areas that people don't really want to live in in Los Angeles, or you have to move a few hours like away, like Palmdale or, or excuse me, go ahead, um, like Palmdale. Or if any of you guys aren't familiar with the area, I don't need to name off the cities, but you know, uh, far enough away that you have to really drive a car to come in to work. And where I work is actually like in Los Angeles. It's actually kind of near Santa Monica. So um, that's the west side of Los Angeles. So to move out to these areas, I would really need a car, which I don't have, right? And I found a spot that happens to be near, kind of near downtown where I'm renting a room. This is where I stay and I pay about 850 bucks a month to stay there. So a little bit more than half of what I make. Um, you know, one of my, a whole check and then some of another one uh, just for the rent, right? To rent that room. And I have a, a stipulation on my rent, right? So if I pay my rent late, and see, I'm gonna get through all this kind of quick uh, to get to like what actually was going on. So if I pay my rent late, it's just $10 a day, every day that it's late. And um, so what happened over the beginning of the year, um, our overtime got cut. I moved into that spot four years ago, knowing that like, while well, I work overtime every Saturday, uh, I, I can work on Sundays too. And, and I knew that if I work Saturday and Sunday, um, eight hours on each day, my paycheck would be about $300 more. So just working one weekend a month, or um, basically I would work every Saturday for eight hours. Uh, just by doing that, 
I'd be able to make the rent, um, have a few dollars extra spending money. And, um, and that spending money is what I ended up using to pay my bills for my business. Because if any of you don't know, or if you haven't started your, uh, an online business venture or anything like that yet, there are some fees, there are some costs that are associated and they're usually monthly costs. Like for me to use the software that I'm using to be able to build these um, tiny little websites that I use to, to collect email addresses. Like the software costs a hundred bucks a month. And uh, the software that I use for my email addresses costs um, between 15 and $50 a month, depending on which, which version I'm using. And as well, um, so there's just fees associated with it. And it's usually around a couple hundred bucks a month. So that spending money, I ended up using it for, for that um, last year when I started doing this. I was still working overtime and I, I finally got to the point around the beginning of the year, this year, where my business was making enough to pay for all those expenses. I mean, to pay for the, the expenses that it costs for it to keep going. So it's to the point where it's paying for itself, but it's not paying me anything yet. And I'm still putting in all this time and energy uh, um, into it. And what happened at the beginning of the year is they, they cut our overtime. They made it so that we couldn't work overtime like that. They didn't cut it, but they, they basically said, hey, if you're gonna work overtime, you have to work every, like every day for two weeks straight. You can't just pick which days, like you wanna work every Saturday or you wanna work every Sunday. You had to work the entire pay period and so if I wanted to work one weekend, I had to not only work that weekend, I had to work the next weekend and uh, as well, which means that you could only sign up for overtime if you're gonna do it for three weeks spurts. And I knew like, there's no way I can do that and run my business. I knew that. Um, like working eight hours every day and having that just be the norm. So I said, you know what? I'm just gonna buckle down. I'm not gonna work overtime then. Um, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be a, like, I started this business, so I didn't have to be a slave to this. And, and the reason I was working every Saturday is because I, I tried working every day and it was too much for me. I got so burnt out, so just drained. And, and I knew because of that experience, I wasn't even running a business when I did that. I just did that because I wanted more money and I still backed off and said, it's not worth it. And I stopped. And, uh, so even running a business, I knew like, there's no way I'm going to be able to keep up with everything that I'm doing and that I'm growing. And this thing is on the verge of being profitable. I do not want to stop it. And so what ended up happening is I, I you know, I made it for a little bit, no overtime, um, business paying for itself. And, and what ended up happening is the rent came due and I was a few hundred dollars short. And so I said, okay, uh, instead of waiting for two weeks, you know, till I get my next paycheck and then paying the rent, and having you know $140 added on to the rent, I'm just gonna borrow this money. I'm gonna borrow from somebody I know. There's a few people I know that let people borrow money as long as they pay them back with 25% interest. And they pay them back on their following paycheck. Almost like a personal payday loan situation. Um, allegedly, I think, maybe. I should say, somebody that I know I think might know somebody that does that, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I might have, in, in this hypothetical scenario, I might have borrowed some money from them, just enough to pay the rent. And then the next paycheck, I paid them back. 
but this started a cycle. It started a process. This was in January. It started a process where every time rent was due, like that, like me having to pay them back set me back. And so the next time rent was due, guess what I needed to do again? Borrow. And over time, the number kept getting higher and higher that I had to borrow. And eventually it got to the point where the amount that I owed, and mind you, I couldn't pay it back in installments. It's like if I borrow $400, then I owe $500 the next paycheck. So I got to the point where I was borrowing money to pay the rent. And then my next paycheck, I had to give almost all of it to the person that I borrowed money from. And I did this for about three months straight, all the way up until May. And in May, it came to a head because, I mean, let's just say I might have did this. <laughs> um, and... Throwing all the hypotheticals out of the fucking scenario. Let's just make this story easy to digest. I, uh... So, I took this personal loan from my friend. And, um... In May, it got to the point where the amount that I owed was more than my actual paycheck. And I said, oh, shit. And, and guess what? That happened to come about on the same pay period that my actual rent was due. So it's like I had one paycheck and I had one bill for the rent and another bill to this person and they were the same number. And I couldn't borrow money from them. The way that it works is if I wanted to borrow money again, I would have to pay back everything that I owe and then I can borrow money again until the next paycheck. You can't just add it on for interest, you know? Um, and and something ended up happening where this person really needed needed their money. They couldn't like work work with any of their they couldn't like work with me. They, they needed it back. And so um, let's just put it this way: they needed it back to the point where where I needed to pay them. I think you guys can understand. <laughs> Uh, especially if you understand my previous life that I used to live and the kind of people that I dealt with. Um, you know, when you're doing something that you can't back up legally, like if you're running some sort of business or if you're doing loans like that, and you can't, when somebody doesn't pay, you can't go to a, a collection agency when you are your own collection agency and it's not a legal business. Then you have to collect in illegal ways. And I'm not saying that I did any of that because I didn't loan money. I didn't do nothing like that ever. So, um, but this person communicated to me that I needed to make something work. And he says like, hey, I need some of my money now. I don't, if it's not gonna be all of it, whatever. And I thought, okay, uh, we worked out a deal where I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give you 350 every paycheck until it's paid until what I owe you is paid and as that was going on the debt kept going up and and mind you and so I I, I took that 350 out of that paycheck and I grabbed the rest of that paycheck and I gave it to the landlord and I, and I explained everything that hey over the last couple months this is what was happening 
Um, now I owe this person this much. I owe you this much. <laughs> this person has no legal recourse to pay. And uh, I don't want to end up losing my, my actual job that I do have because this person wants to come up there and make a scene. That's where they know they'll be able to find me, you know, at any time. I don't want to live like that. So I, I, I can't. Um, and my landlord agreed. And I've been living there for about four years already. And we actually live together. He doesn't just own the property. Um, so we see each other every day. Now I was able to give him that 400 that day. I didn't know this, but my late fees kept going. And long story short, over the next month, um, I ended up paying this person back that I owed, but at the same time, my rent fees kept stacking as I was doing it. And I was looking, my initial plan was to look for a new place just to move out to or a couch to stay on or somebody's spot to stay at for a month or so. That way I can keep working, keep working my day job and I could uh, like save my money, pay up, pay off these debts and then gradually pay back my landlord. But I, I can move out though, so that way he can rent the room to somebody else. I won't be continually getting late fees and, and I can pay back what I owe. So that's what I thought I was gonna do until I couldn't really find a spot that, was going, that I could move into that was gonna allow me to do that. I couldn't find like a couch for a couple hundred. Um, I, it just wasn't, wasn't in the cars. And at the same time, I had this big, big decision because I could have, I knew the moment that me and my landlord had that conversation that I had two options. I could either stop my business altogether, stop it altogether. And if I did that, the uh, few hundred dollars, like $200 that my business is actually making every month, um, it would keep coming in for a little bit. You know, it might come in for a while still, you know, even if I'm not paying my bill because it's residual. These people, I'm getting paid because people are using the software that I recommended them to. Now, whether I quit using it or not, you know, they, they're still paying their bill and using it and moving forward without me, you know, I, you know, I helped them with some training and, and now they're just doing it. And um, so they might keep paying their bill, but I know that it's not going to grow if I stop paying mine. And so I thought, you know, I'm not going to stop this process. I could totally just stop this process, take that extra $200 a month and add it to uh, these debts that I have. But at the same time, uh, then I'll be able to just work full time every single day as much as I possibly can and then just pay everybody back. But that will still take a couple months. And I knew that in those couple months, my late fees were stacking up $10 a day all throughout May, $10 a day. Then June hit. At that point, the late fees were $20 a day. They were coming for June and May every day. And I knew that even while I'm working overtime every single day, those late fees were gonna keep stacking up and then it would take a few more weeks after working for that actual money that I earned to come in. And there's no way that I would be able to catch up. I knew it, that's why I told him I might have to just move out. And in this process, while I was looking for a place, I went to my social worker at the VA and, uh, and she said, we might be able to help you out or find something. And they actually have um, a rental assistance program for veterans. So over the last month and a half, I've been doing all of this in my personal life and publishing content, trying to help people understand uh, their business and working on different business projects. And, and I decided I'm not stopping this. I decided uh, even though, you know, I might end up in a situation where I literally have nowhere to go. I might end up homeless 
for a second time in my life, and this time, not because of drug use, you know, um, and, and I knew, like, this is impending, and, and every day I get home, and I have to talk to my landlord about the situation, and, and it's just so stressful, and at the same time, I'm trying to start a business, and I'm trying to get it profitable, and, and I was coming up with different ideas at first, I was like, maybe I could launch a, a course, and now I realize, like, this, I was going to uh, sell story selling hacks, which is a course all about copywriting. And I realized like, uh, like I'm understanding copywriting and I love it. I love storytelling. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> and, uh, but it doesn't mean that I'm ready to start charging people to teach them. I need to build the course out and let people get in for free and give me their feedback. That's the right way to do it. And so I stopped promoting that. I said, you know what? I'm, just, I'm not ready for this yet. I need to just keep affiliate marketing, using the skills that I'm learning in that, and get some results. It would be a lot easier to sell a course when I have better results. Like I do have results. I'm getting commissions. You know, I've built funnels for people that have made money. But there's always been a hiccup in the process. There's always been something that didn't really go as right. Where I learned that okay, if I do that again and I add this in, we're gonna it's gonna get be way better. So I'm on that process already, and I don't want to stop that to try to get ahead of myself. And, and I tried. I did a couple webinars, um, but they weren't ready. And but throughout that whole process, while all this was happening, I started getting wins in my business. That's why I wanted to share this with you guys. Like I went and I applied. I, I applied um, for this company to help pay with my my rent because they decided that you know any veterans that are about to lose their housing or are homeless they want to help out immediately right especially if they have honorable discharges which i do and i was you know in the air force for eight years and um and i have an honorable discharge and that's the one real benefit you know if if you're really in a, in a life jam like that somebody will will do something to try to take care of you or help you um as long as you're willing to help yourself and uh and so I went and I applied and I had to like show all the proof of everything. I had to show what my uh, what my rent was and my rental agreement. I had to show my pay stubs and how much I'm actually making to show that it's like it totally makes sense that I was not able to do this. And I had to explain why, what happened. And, and I was honest about everything. I said, look, this is what was going on. My overtime got cut and this happened and, and it was ongoing and turned into like a payday loan type situation where... Um, where I had to pay and, and it was rent or that. And at the same time, I've been eating ramen and um, Campbell's Chunky Noodle Soup and $2 frozen pizza. Like not eating healthy, not eating how I want, just making sacrifices like crazy, like above and beyond the normal sacrifices that people make to run a business. Because most of the time people are sacrificing time. I'm still sacrificing time because I'm publishing content and I'm, and I'm sacrificing money like like I'm running ads for my business or something, but I'm not. I'm just trying to pay back these debts. And the time that I was spending on my business led to, while all this was going on, um, like literally while I was trying to figure out how I could pay my rent and knowing that every day is an, is an extra fee that I have to pay, um, I ended up getting my first client to pay me $1,000 to build a funnel. And, and it kind of sucked because the first payment, like they paid me half up front, and uh, that 500, like as soon as the deal went through and they said yes, my old uh, MacBook Pro broke. It stopped. Uh, it stopped um, connecting to all Wi-Fi. 
And that's how I was doing all of my work, building all my funnels, doing all my copywriting from that one computer. It's all I had. And so like that broke, the payment came in the next day. And then I was able to take that 500 and buy a 2015 MacBook Air. And, and so like all this crucial stuff happened while in the midst of this crazy scenario. And, and I thought, okay, you know, instead of trying to sell, instead of trying to sell stuff and just get money right away, I'm an affiliate marketer. Let me just grow my Facebook group, do Facebook lives every day, provide a bunch of value, get people in there, start connecting. Um, and you know, I can provide a lot of value if I have a laptop that I can screen share on during my live because my old MacBook, I couldn't do that. I couldn't go live on Facebook and show my screen at the same time. The computer was too old. And so now I'm using this software and my new MacBook Air where, where every day I go live in my Facebook group and a lot of the lives are me showing my screen, showing funnels, showing how to like set up um, email sequences, um, telling my story with slides and pictures to make it more digestible so that you can really understand uh, the stuff that I'm that I'm putting out that I'm trying to show you guys and um, and I started doing that in some other groups as well and long story short over the last month my group has tripled in size um, my email list is, is doubled in size they're still under the hundred mark like but still that that kind of growth is, is awesome um, because I know that just keep doing what I'm doing because it's gonna keep growing exponentially this last month was the first month that I've had more than one person on average there's been more than one opt-in every day more than one new email address coming in every day without any ads running just because i'm putting this content out there consistently and so in the midst of all this i'm like not i'm doing all this and i'm not knowing where i'm gonna live every month i'm like this might be the month where like on the first you gotta go and so like I started selling stuff in my house. I sold my TV. I sold like these big bulky items. Cause I'm like, if I gotta go, I'm not gonna be able to take this with me. I've like been living, like I'm ready to just bounce for like that last month and a half. And like connecting with friends and making sure that it's okay that if I call them, like, hey, I need a place to stay right now, but that they're cool with it. I had a few of those on backup. Um, <laughs> and just still, like moving full steam ahead with my back against the wall. And so for any of you guys who have like been wondering, like how the fuck are you doing this, dude? Because I know that some of you guys listening to this podcast see me publishing content every day in different places, going live like everywhere and, and, and still like doing a decent job of responding to everybody that hits me up. Sometimes it takes me a little while to, but I, but I always respond and you're, pro- and I've, I know that you're, some people are thinking that because people have told me that they've been like, I don't know how you're doing it like that, man. Um, but keep going. And I feel like me telling you guys this story is going to make it a lot clearer of why, because I'm to the point, or I was, I should say, because this story, um, it has a happy ending. Um, I was to the point where I knew, I knew for a fact that if I just went to my day job and counted on the money that was coming in from that, I will be homeless. I knew that. I was in this situation where just in the month of May, I had $300 added to my rent from not being able to pay it. 
That's uh, that means it was a third, 33% more. And then in the month of June, that doubled because it was for May and June. You see what I'm saying? In the month of July, tripled. And it only went all the way till July. I, um, I was planning on being out by July 1st if I couldn't pay everything. And we ended up just kind of sitting on our hands, not knowing for the whole month of July because I had applied for these benefits from this program. And it, it took a month for the whole process to go through, for them to look at all my documents, for them to approve it, and then move me on to the next person because it's like they do your intake and they approve. And then they like move you on to the next social worker and that's when they actually look at um, like everything that they're gonna need to provide for you now that you've been approved. And and then they had to like talk to my landlord and like coordinate with him and, and it just took a while. But I'm happy to say that um, they were able, they were able to pay what I owed to my landlord. Like if I would have, when this happened in May, if I would have just said, hey, this guy that I owe to that is possibly, um, that could potentially take some sort of action against me and not in a legal way, um, you know, and just make my life not comfortable, um, I, I could like not pay him and pay the rent. And that way I, I know I got somewhere that I can stay. But it's like, yeah, but then I, I can just be in my house where I know that this guy can just come find me, you know, I need to pay him. And if I if I would have paid my rent, the other place wouldn't have been able to help me. Like, I couldn't go and say, hey, I'm a veteran and I owe this guy some money. I'd be like, good luck, you know. <laughs> um, but when it comes to preventing homelessness for veterans, like, they're all about that. They would rather prevent homelessness than try to fix it afterwards. Because they know how hard it is to make it out of that struggle. And so do I. That's why I was like, I need to go be humble and just ask and say, hey, I fucked up. And I did. And they were able to pay everything for me. They were able to pay after I, I proved what I owed. And they talked to the landlord. And they saw that those late fees are legit. And that... Um, <laughs> They were able to pay everything. And because of the late fees stacking up on a daily basis like that, what ended what started off just being two months worth of rent ended up being $3,500 and, and rising daily. By the time it got paid, it was rising to the point of $30 every day. And it was about to switch because it was, you know, August 1st was right around the corner. It was about to go up to $40 a day. And if it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for the the, the uh, nonprofit that um, that blessed me with that, um, I don't know where I'd be right now. But what I do know is that my business would still be running because I didn't stop it, regardless of the adversity. Did not stop. I thought, you know what? Worst case scenario, um, I'll be homeless in a shelter for at least a little bit. Maybe I'll sleep at work somewhere. I just hide there. Uh, for a couple weeks, just enough so that I can save up enough to get into a new spot. Um, and the whole time, I'll document it. I'll still do my lives. Um, I'll, I'll be like, look, I don't care how tough your situation is. If it's not harder than mine right now, you have no excuse to not be doing this. Um, that's what I'll tell people in my group that are like, I can't find time. I'm like, look, look where I'm at right now. I am literally at a bus stop, <laughs> um, live streaming off my desktop or off my laptop 
with my phone connection because I have nowhere to go tonight. Um, like I didn't want that to happen, but I knew that if it came down to it, that that's what I would do because I'm that serious about this. And uh, and so I thought, you know what, I'm gonna do everything that I can to to not make that happen. And that didn't mean come up with different crazy strategies to try to get sales for courses and things that I've never sold before. That's initially what I started to do. I said, no, let me just double down on what I know, the, the tried and true, building relationships with individual people, bringing them value, and then eventually giving them something to sell. I didn't even have anything to offer them to sell. I was building a training funnel and nothing to sell them, but I'm doing all these lives everywhere. And just on Monday, the check came in to my landlord. The check came in. They paid him that 3500 I paid him the rest of what I owed because it was more than that. I paid him the rent for August and about a week and a half's worth of those late fees, which was um, like an extra like $300, $400, somewhere around there. So I paid him about a month's worth of my pay. And in this whole process, I also paid back the guy that I owed. So over the last few months, what ended up happening, what ended up looking like this bleak situation where there's no way that I would be able to make it out of it, you know, let alone make it out of it with my business intact, uh, with with the, the grit and the determination to keep going without even knowing how, without even knowing how. I had no clue how it was gonna happen. You know, and just putting my utter faith that something would work out. That's what it was for months utter faith and I, and I wasn't sharing it with you guys because of that um honestly i was nervous to share it because i was like i don't fucking know what's gonna happen um and, and i knew that if the day came where i had to move out that's when i would be telling the story you know and like and thank thankfully thank god that didn't happen and sometimes we have to move forward in our business with blind faith and just take the next action that we know is in front of us even if we don't really know where it's gonna lead or how that's gonna work out, we just know that that's the next thing to do. And that's what I did every day and I didn't stop it regardless of what was going on in my personal life. And because of that, I was able to pay my landlord back. I was able to pay this guy back. I was able, you know, that company couldn't take care of everything because, you know, the paperwork all went through on a certain date and it got approved. And then from then on out, they had to like print the check, mail it, and that took, you know, about a week, a week and a half. And and during that week and a half, the late fees were still stacking up. $30 a day, $30 a day. So I paid the rent for August on August 1st. And I paid back those late fees. Um, like I said, I think it was $300. So, you know, I was able to pay him, you know, basically $1,200, which is almost all of my money for, the, for a month. And I was able to pay back what I owed this person from May. Um, and I did that installments over the last two months. I was able to keep living and keep my business intact. And you want to know what's funny? But what is just so funny in the process, in the process of, of keeping going, of not stopping, I have an upgraded computer now, my first paid client, which I'm so stoked about getting them results when this funnel that I've built uh, finally gets launched and they put some ad money behind it. Um, I also got asked to, to enter a partnership in another business. And so I've had my hands in that. And at the same time, I've been growing my affiliate market business. My Facebook group has tripled. My email list has doubled. And 
you know, I've still been getting my recurring commissions. And I got one of my first affiliate sales in a while, um, just yesterday. No, it wasn't yesterday. I think it was the day before. Um, basically, it was the day. It was the day after my landlord got the check. So, on Monday, everything was good, completely debt-free from all these people. Tuesday, I checked my affiliate account for ClickFunnels. Boom, hundred dollars in there. And this is added on top of the normal reoccurring stuff that I normally get. Um, that's just paying all my bills. You just have to keep going. But the shit that seems so hard right now, it seems like you can't make it through, is the stuff that's going to inspire others to keep going to change their life. You owe it to them. Well, I'm not going to speak for you. That's how I feel. I feel like I owe it to you guys to not quit, to show you that this is doable. And I knew that, I know and knew that this is doable from before I even made it this far strictly because of my previous experience with with getting off of heroin and and moving through homelessness the first time when I actually was homeless and sleeping in alleys and thinking that that my life was over. The only way I made it out of that, it wasn't because some magic wand got waved and then I was out of that situation and had money. No, it's because I just was determined to not live like that anymore. I got clean in a rehab that was literally a block away from where I was living when I was homeless. Like a block away. I walked by the same intersection that I used to stand at panhandling, making $100 a day. Like when I was homeless, that's what I was doing. And and then I was spending all that on drugs. I literally walked by that intersection almost every day for two and a half years, resisting the temptation to just go out there. And and mind you, I was broke as fuck the whole time because I didn't have a job. And I was like, I could just go up there and make some money. But I knew that if I did that, I knew where I would go spend it. Because it was part of that process for me. And so I didn't. And I still fucked up every now and then on that two and a half year journey. I had relapses. I had struggles. I had times where I didn't think that I was going to be able to make it. And the only reason that I did is because I didn't stop. I knew to just keep going. And that's why I knew that no matter what happened with my rent, with me owing these people, that I'm going to keep going no matter what because in my mind this business is already successful I'm just waiting for the rest of the world to catch up I hope you guys got some value out of that and some motivation I hope I hope I really hope that no matter what difficulty that you're experiencing no matter what you're going through you know to just keep going just keep going keep going and you will be successful the only way to not accomplish something is to stop hope you guys are all having an awesome day thank you for listening to econ billionaires podcast What's up, guys? Thank you so much for listening to the episode. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hey, I have something that I really want to share with you guys, but you know what? I, I really don't want to, like, sound douchey, like, in, in an ad. I don't want to sound like like your typical, like, bullshit dude that's trying to make a buck. And because uh, I'm really not that's, not, that's not who I am. It's not what I'm about. Um, but I still want to bring this to you. I still want to bring bring this stuff to you. 
I have I have some training that my mentor created. And uh, for those of you who don't know my story, um, I started off selling on Shopify uh, a while back. I was selling physical products and I didn't like it because I didn't like selling a crappy product that, it, that can break, like in the mail, that takes a month to get there. I didn't like getting emails from customers saying, where's my product? And I have nothing to say because I know it's gonna take two more weeks to get there. And all I have to do is give them like, uh, uh, you know, a 20% off code to try to like satiate them and make them happy. I didn't like that shit. And, uh, and I started promoting ClickFunnels because I really believed in that product. And, and I couldn't get a sale for the life of me. And um, I found my mentor, his name is Zach Crawford. I went through his training and I started implementing what he teaches. And within a month, I had my first affiliate commission and it wasn't a small commission. And my first affiliate commission was for a thousand dollar product that I sold. I sold six months of ClickFunnels um, in, in one sale. So the guy paid 997 bucks and I got 398 of those and uh, of those dollars for myself. And from there on out, I was, I was moving, I was going. And within a few weeks, I made a thousand dollar commission. And ever since then, I've been profitable with ClickFunnels every month and I owe it all to Zach. And so he just came out with a revised training. And um, I wanna share it with you guys because I feel like I would be doing my audience and everybody else who wants to learn how to do this and start to make real money online, I would be doing you guys a disservice if I didn't share it. So I wanna share this funnel with you guys. Um, it's a free training funnel. You don't have to pay anything to get into the funnel. Uh, there's four lessons for free. And, um, and then you, from there, you can sign up for uh, the affiliate bootcamp. Um, and that's where you, that's where a bunch of different super affiliates other than my mentor will share with you uh, their process for building up their affiliate marketing business and what they would do if they lost everything to, to build it back up within 90 days. So you get a bunch of interviews and, and from in there, you can actually buy something if you, and, and get a bunch of bonuses. So this is not something that I'm sharing just to get a bunch of sales. It's like you have to go all the way through this process uh, for me to even get a commission. You gotta sign up for multiple things and dive, really dive deep. And that's because I'm not just trying to sell stuff to everybody. I'm trying to like provide value and the people that really wanna dive deep and invest and, and, and do this for themselves, they get to the option where they can buy the one funnel away challenge for just a hundred bucks and they get all of the bonuses that come with that as well as a bunch of bonuses that my mentor created um, that he's given me the permission to give out. So that being said, I wanna share with you guys the link to this funnel. Um, to get into this funnel, just go to ecombillionaires.com slash win. That's win like, like we're winning over here, like W-I-N. So again, that's Ecom Billionaires with a B. We're going big over here. EcomBillionaires.com slash win. So head over to EcomBillionaires.com slash win today. Sign up for your free training. Let's get this party started.